we uh we will be going leaving Tuesday. My brothers and my sister-in-law Michael and uh, sister-in-law Cheryl are here, and uh, they're going with us. Part of the trip, we're going to go to East Texas first to uh, visit my sister and my brothers coming flying in from Decatur, Alabama. This is the first time the four of us have been together in 53 years. And uh, it's like a, uh, it's her birthday, and it's like a family reunion. And uh, so we're excited about that. And from there, we're going up to Tennessee, and from Tennessee to uh, uh, Virginia, Virginia over to Kentucky, Kentucky to, Mi- uh, to Michigan, Michigan down to back to Mississippi, and then to Louisiana. And we have several several churches. I know one week I will be preaching uh, from Wednesday to Sunday, and I will have. Six services, baby? Yeah, six services from Wednesday to Sunday. And so uh, we have a busy schedule coming up. And we, as uh, Robinson Avenue Baptist Church Evangelists, we are going in, in our name, in your name. So the things and people that uh, I was going to do, so I've, I've been asked, do you have CDs? Yes, we do have CDs. I got two of them here. We have, I think, have a total of eight of them out there, and we we brought them. And if you uh, you buy two of them, you get a third one free, and you will help our the ministry. You help our trip go along uh, this uh, this next six weeks. And we do have a brand new one called Child Forgiven. We just finished it two weeks ago, and uh, I know that you like you, you. You told me you like the music that we sing. You want to see if you want to buy two of them, you get a third one free out there. They cost two, uh, two of them for twenty dollars, and get the third one free or ten dollars a piece. Anyway, do that. I have. ships been battered the anchor home the sails are torn I have fallen on my knees as I face In spite 
weight of the stone. Somebody say amen. I've had visions and I've had dreams. I've even held them in my It doesn't make any difference what you're going through. If you put your trust and your faith in Jesus Christ, the anchor of the Lord will always hold you firm in any situation in which you're going. You can count on it. All he has ever asked is you to call upon him, believe in him, trust in him, go to prayer with him. I have fallen on my knees as I face
I know that a lot of you have gone to the doctor. As a matter of fact, I've prayed for several of you that have gone to the doctor and received bad news. Well, I want you to listen to the song. There was a woman in the Bible with an issue of blood. After 12 long years, the doctor says, the news I have not good. I've done everything that a doctor knows to do. Now you're going to die, and it won't be long. Well, on her way, she came across a miracle-working man. She knew that it was Jesus, so she reached out her hand. And on that crowded street, she touched and my suffering was gone. Because the good news is the bad news was all wrong. Well, the good news is the bad news is wrong. No matter what they tell you, just keep holding on. the bad news first arrived. Mary and Martha had sent for him because Lazarus was dying. It was four days later until Jesus reached that home. Martha met him crying, saying, Lazarus is gone. She said, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. Jesus said, I'm still the resurrection and the life. Oh, take me to that graveyard and roll away the stone. Because the good news is the bad news was all wrong. Come on, y'all. Well, the good news is the bad news is wrong. No matter what they tell you, you just keep holding on and on and don't you know that Jesus, he's still gone, his gone. And the good news is the bad news was all wrong. in conclusion well praise God you got me muted if you have your Bibles I want you to turn with me and stand we can turn to Ephesians chapter 6 when you get there stay word 
Ephesians chapter 6, starting with verse 1 and going down to verse, or starting with verse 10, sorry, and going down to verse 13. Ephesians 6, shall we stand? Right before this, Paul was talking to the church of Ephesus about bond servants and about slaves. And then in verse 10, he comes to the church and says, Finally, my brethren, to whom is he talking? Who's he talking to? Talking to us. He said, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of weaknesses in heavenly places. In verse 13, I want you to take a special note. He says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, and having done all, stand. Everybody say stand. stand. After I've done all, everybody say after I've done all, I will stand. I will stand. Yeah, right. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you have given this, your servant, the opportunity to stand before your people and to minister your word. Father, I pray that you take this word that you have given you help me to deliver it as you would have me deliver it. And, Father, be with those, Father, open not just their physical ears, Heavenly Father, but open the ears of their heart. They may receive this word after they have done all to stand and see the salvation of the Lord. In Jesus' name, and the church said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I found something this morning, and I didn't get to study it long, but as a matter of fact, about five or six minutes before we left, I was going through some some things on the computer, and I found this little story from Charles Stanley. He said, I saw my two-year-old granddaughter, Natalie, carrying my Bible by the case handle. She dragged it in front of a table of a tall table that we had, and as I was about to take it away from her, the Lord stopped me and said, I'm trying to show you something. So she took the Bible, laid it on the floor, and then stood on it and reached up, taking Something from the tall table. And the Lord then spoke to Saul standing and saying, If you would take my word, bring it where you stand, bring it, bring it with you and stand on it, you'll reach things that you could never reach before. Isn't that awesome? Because I, I said, Lord, I need, I need a, an illustration to, to go with this sermon. And that's what he gave me this morning. When you don't know what to do, And when you've done all that you can do, what do you do? And it says in Ephesians 6, chapter 13, it says, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and then having done all, 
after you have done everything that you know how to do, God is telling you, stand and see what I can do. Hello? He said, stand now and see. After you've exhausted everything that you've done, I want you to now stand and see what I can do. Too many times we reach in our pocket and give God our two cents worth. He says, I don't really need it. Just put it back in your pocket. Just put it back in your pocket. These are, these are the times when that all, all we can do, we can't do anything else. We have to wait upon God. And maybe this morning you're right in the middle of a difficult situation. Maybe it's physical. Maybe it's relational. Maybe it's financial. Maybe it's spiritual. Even when the children of Israel were leaving Egypt and they came to the Red Sea, they had mountains on the left of them. They had mountains on the right. They had the enemy coming at them from behind. And they were panicking. And a lot of times Satan is right there in front of you and all you're doing is panicking. But God says, wait a minute. As he told Moses in Exodus chapter 14, verses 13 and 14, he says that Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. God is telling you this morning, don't be afraid. And he said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you this day. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see no more forever. Verse 14 says that the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. I'm telling you this morning, God wants to fight for you. I said God wants to fight for you if we just let him. In our message this morning, you'll come to know the following scriptures because it deals with when our backs are against the wall. In 2 Chronicles 20, verse 17, says, you will, you will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourself. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. Say, the Lord is with me. Say, the Lord is with me. Listen. When you've exhausted your own resources to solve your situation or your problem, the only thing that you can do is then give it to God, which you should have done in the first place. Hello? I said you should have done in the first place. God God is not wringing his hands about your situation because it took him by surprise. He's not doing that. He is fully aware of what you're going through this morning. He knows what you're going through. And he's very, listen, he's very capable of giving you the answer to your problem and giving your answer to your solution. And I really, seriously, I really love the story out of of 2 Chronicles 20. It's about Jehoshaphat. And there's three armies that are coming against them. Now, one would have been plenty. Two is becoming kind of ridiculous. But he had three armies, and that is really ridiculous. He had three different armies coming against him. And like we, his first response is much like ours would normally be. He became afraid. In 2 Chronicles 20, verse 3, it says that Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim a fast throughout all Judea. However, even though he became afraid, the first thing that he did and the first thing that we need to do always is go to God. Don't panic. Just go to God. Hello? Can you say amen to that? He turned his heart to God. And 
Jehoshaphat reminded, reminding God of his covenant with Israel and his promise to them. What? A man reminding God? Yes. It says over in Isaiah chapter 43. Verses 45 and 46, it says, he said, I, God's talking. He says, I, even I, am he that blotteth out your transgression for mine own sake and will not remember your sins. He said, but you put me in remembrance. You put me in remembrance, he said. Let us plead together, declared you declare that you may be justified in what you're saying. In other words, what he's telling us, if we study and meditate on God's word, we can remind God, God, you said in your word. This is what you said. I'm reminding what you, I'm standing on the promises that you have said to me that I have in your word. Somebody say amen to that. You see, we have over 7,000 Promises in God's word that belong to each individual that believe and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't use them, but we have them. I said we don't use them, but we have them. In verse, uh, in verse six and seven in in, in, in chapter twenty in Second Chronicles it reads, and said, "O Lord, this is what Jehoshaphat said. He said, O Lord, God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven?" And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nation? And in your hand is there not power and might so that that no one is able to withstand you? Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people, Israel, and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friends forever? Are you not he that rules over the nations? Jehoshaphat was reminding God with his promises to the children of Israel. We can remind God, Lord, your word says this. I stand on your word. I quote, you told me that your word will never come back void. So I stand on this word, on this promises that you have given me. Somebody say amen. And you can do the same. You can remind God of his promises. God has given you promises in the Word for every situation of your life. And He says, and I, and I just mentioned him ago, He says in Isaiah 55, 11, He says, So shall my Word be that go forth out of my mouth. It will not. Say, it will not. Say, it will not. It will not return to me void. If I speak the Word of God, just like you as individual Men, just like you will give your word to somebody, you stand behind your word. Say amen. God definitely stands behind his word. And he's not man. We can falter in our word, but God will never falter in his word. Ever. It shall not return to me more, but it will. It will accomplish what I please, and it will prosper in the things for where I sent it. God has speaking this word to us this morning. He's speaking the word to you in your situation. Call upon him. Remind him of his word. When the doctor comes to you with a report that brings fear to your heart, you can go to Exodus 15, 26, and you say, that I am the God that heals you. You can go to Psalms 103, verses 3. He says, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. You can go to Psalms 107, 20, that he has sent his word to heal you. 
It might be a financial problem that you need. You can remind God of his promises that said in Philippians 4.19, But God, but my God will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Or you can go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. Listen to what I'm saying here. I want you, what does the word uh, all mean? What does the word every mean? What does the word abundance mean? Listen to this, this verse of Scripture. God is able to make all grace abound to me, always having all sufficiency in all things. I have an abundance for every good work. That's a lot of alls and that's a lot of everys. Hello? But it's your promise. It's something that you can stand on. Hello? It's something that you can stand on. Maybe you feel like Jehoshaphat when he said in verse 12, For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do. But our eyes, our eyes upon, or are upon you. That's where they should be fixed. Not on the world. Not on your friend, but upon God. Hello, upon God. We need to stop looking at the problem and need to look at the problem solver. Hello? We need to quit looking at the problem and look at the problem solver. Because he's the one that can solve the problem. Hallelujah. When Jehoshaphat prayed, his, his eyes was fixed upon on God and the promise of his word. And Jehoshaphat prayed and fasted for an answer. And God gave him a plan. Look at, look at 2 Chronicles 20, verses 14 through 17. And I love this part. The Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mathaniah, who was a Levite of the sons of Asaph. And in the midst of the assembly, he said, Listen, all ye congregation of Robinson Avenue Baptist Church. That's basically what he's saying. He said, I want you to listen to me. And all you inhabitants of Copper's Cove, and you, Pastor Norm, thus says the Lord, do not be afraid nor be dismayed because of this great multitude, because of this obstacle, because of this situation. For the battle is not yours, but it's mine. The battle is not yours, it's God's. Hallelujah. If you belong to God, he said, I will fight your battle if you just give them to me. That's all he asks you to do. And stand on his word. And stand on his word. Tomorrow go out down against them. They will surely come up by the accident of Ziz. And you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jabriel. You will not need to fight in this battle. Somebody say amen. I don't need to fight it. Say, I don't need to fight it. God's going to fight it for me. Hallelujah. He says, position yourself. He says, stand Still, after you have done all, stand and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. I love God's 
what God said in his response to Jehoshaphat's prayer. He said, don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. The battle is not yours, but it's mine. He said, you, don't have, you have no need to fight in this battle at all. He said, I want you to stand, and I want you to see what I can do. He's telling you this morning, I want you to stand, and I want you to see. He says, lean on me. That's all he's asking. Trust in God. How many believe God's word? And I asked this the last time I preached. How many believe that, 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 that Genesis 1-1, the, the first words, in the beginning, God? How many believe that? How many believe that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin? How many believe that? How many believe that when he died, he rose again in three days? How many believe that? If you believe that, then let God work in your life. He said, I've given you the measure of faith to believe that. Then believe me for everything. God said, I will do miracles in your life. If you just let me, if you just let me, we look at things of the natural. God does the supernatural. I said, we look things in the natural, but God does the supernatural. After we have exhausted everything that we know how to do, give it to God, which you should have done in the first place. Just give it to God. And how we need to hear those words today. He says, stand and see. The salvation of the Lord. Listen, maybe you're out of answers. Maybe you're completely out of answers, but God isn't. I said, maybe you're completely out of answers, but God isn't. Listen, he has an interesting battle plan for the children of Israel, and that same battle plan belongs to us. The same battle plan belongs to us. The singers and the musicians were placed in front of the army to lead them and to battle singing and praising. Praise ye the Lord. His mercy endures forever and ever. Praise ye the Lord. His mercy endures forever and ever. Praise ye the Lord. His mercy endures forever and ever. His mercy upon you. Are you. Do you belong to Christ? It was by His grace and His mercy you belong to Christ. Hello? And His mercy endures forever. Endures forever. Hallelujah. Here's the key in 2 Chronicles 20, verses 22, the first part of 22. It says, when they begin to sing and to praise the Lord, the Lord set ambushes against the enemy. When the three armies heard the sound of worship, when they hear you raising your voice and worshiping the Lord in song, whether it be in church, whether it be on the, driving down the road, whether it be in your house, wherever it be, when you're singing praises to God, the enemy has to flee. How do you resist the devil? How do you risen? Just sing praises to God. I guarantee you, if you start singing praises to God, you won't be, you won't be down in the dumps anymore. If you start singing worship songs, you won't be down in the dumps anymore. You, can, you can't be down in the dumps when you start singing praises to God. Satan has to leave you. How many of you ever woke up in the middle of the night and you can't get back to sleep so you start singing a song to yourself or you start praying? Before you know it, you're right back to sleep. Am I the only one? Oh, all of you. Okay, I'm just wondering. Because Satan doesn't like you to sing praises. Satan doesn't like you to pray. So he's going to, you know, make you, make you quit. He has to flee. He has to flee. And I'm sure that when they were singing, that there was an angelic choir kind of joining in behind them. When we began to worship and praise in the middle of our battle, all heaven... I believe that all heaven joins us and a sound of praises confuses and confounds the enemy that he has to flee. 
he has to leave. And Jesus said in Matthew 21, 16, the same verses that basically he said, in, that the word says in, in Psalms 8, 2, he says, and, and he said to them, do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus said to them, yes, have you, have you never read out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants? You have perfect praise. And Jesus was repeating Psalms 8, 2, where it says out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemy, and that you may, be, may silence the enemy and the avenger by your praise and by your worship. Hallelujah. Listen, Satan, Satan wants to steal your song. Satan wants to steal your joy. And the way he does that is through bad news and through discouragement and through disappointment. Just through anything and everything that he can distract you from focusing him on God. Satan's going to do that. That's his job. And he does it well. Can you say amen to that? He does it very well. But to combat that, worship God. And you can defeat him instantly. Because he knows that if he can stop your song, if he can stop your worship and praise, he can stop you. Hello? If he can stop your song, if he can stop your prayer... If he can stop your praise, he can stop you. He, got you. He, has you. he has you defeated. Completely, he has you defeated. But when we sing and praise in the middle of our battle, the Lord has told us that he sits an ambush against Satan himself. He, set, he sets an ambush against the enemy. When Judah came over the hill, they saw that the three armies had destroyed each other. Had destroyed each other. And all, it, it took them three days to pick up the spoils and, and, and didn't even have to fight the battle. But God fought the battle for them. And he will do the same for you this morning. It makes no difference what situation you're in. What kind of problem that you have. God says, I will fight your battle. Listen, he hasn't forsaken you. He hasn't forgotten about you. He knows exactly what you're going through this morning. And he has an answer for your situation. The strength and your resources may be gone, but God's strength and resources are unlimited. Say unlimited. No bounds. Say no bounds. God has plenty to offer me. And he does. He really does. And we need to put a song. And we need to put a praise and worship on our lips this morning. And stand and see the salvation of the Lord. Can you say amen to that? Shall we stand? I'm going to recap the four things. Listen, God is telling you, listen, God is telling you, shall we stand? God is telling you, don't be afraid, don't be dismayed. God is saying to you, the battle is not yours, the battle is mine. Say, the battle is God's. Everybody say, the battle is God's. It's not mine, it's His. And then He says that I don't need to fight in this battle. Say, I don't need to fight. God has it covered. And He does. And then He said, I want you to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Can we do that this morning? Do you have that much faith in believing that God can fight your battles? Can you say amen to that? Amen. Will you tell me, just by, I want you everybody looking. I don't want nobody bowing their head. I don't want nobody closing their eyes right now. By the uplifted hand, Brother Raiders, I'm going through something and situation that I know only God can, can, can win this battle. Can I see your hand? Can I see your hand? Look, raise them up high. I want to see them. 
You know, don't be bad with someone. Get them above the elbow. There you go. Look at that. Just hold them up, please. One, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-three, thirty-four, thirty-five, thirty-six, thirty-seven, thirty-eight, thirty-nine, forty, forty-one, forty-two, forty-three, forty-four, forty-five, forty-six, forty-seven, forty-eight, forty-nine, forty-ten, forty-eleven, forty-twelve, forty-thirteen, forty-fourteen, fifty-two, fifty-two of you. Have a need this morning. Fifty-two of you. How many say, I trust in God's word? How many say that? I trust in God's word. God can win this situation. Can he? Do you have, do you have, do you have the, the amount of faith to believe that God can handle your situation? Listen, how many believe you're saved? God has given you the measure of faith to believe that you're saved. And that's, isn't the new birth the greatest miracle in the spiritual world? Is it not the greatest miracle? Then if that's the greatest miracle, listen to what I'm saying. If that's the greatest miracle, you believe in your salvation, that you believe in Jesus Christ and you're born again and you know that without a shadow of a doubt that I am going to heaven because, not because of what I've done, but because of what God has done through me. He has saved my soul. Through His grace, His mercy, and my belief in Him. That's what, he, that's, what he, that's what the Bible says, that when we believe on Him, we are saved. It doesn't, it doesn't take anything else other than the, than the blood of Jesus Christ to wash our sins away. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. And if you believe in Christ Jesus, then my Bible says you're saved. If you trust in Christ Jesus, my Bible says you're saved. And God has given you that measure of faith to know that you, your belief in Christ Jesus is going to get you to heaven. And if that's the greatest miracle, if that is the greatest miracle, and you have faith to believe that, then everything else is less. Everything else is less. And God can work a, work a miracle in the situations you have this morning. Fifty-two of you. And I'm not going to ask 52 of you to come up front. I'm not going to do that. But I want you to, we're going to pray, and we're going to pray out loud. And you're going to follow my prayer. And we're going to trust and believe. God, you said that your word will not return to me void, return to you void. I'm going to stand on your word this morning over my situation. Amen? Amen. Can you say, I believe that? I I not only believe it, I I trust it. it. Do you trust it? Pray with me. Say, Father, everybody, Father, I thank you. Your word says in Matthew 18, where two agree concerning or touching anything on earth, it will be done by your Father in heaven. Father, you spoke those words. I stand on those words. I believe without a shadow of a doubt. As I speak your word over my situation, you have conquered my situation. I trust in you. Not only do I trust in you, I trust in your word. I stand in agreement with the one on the left, with the one on the right, and with your word. In Jesus' name. Now look at me. Guess what? It's done. What do you have to do? You've already done it. The word is trust. The word is trust. Can you say amen? amen. Can we have some music? Where is she? Here she is. I always give an invitation.